Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. It is Tuesday in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, January 2nd, a new year is upon us. My name is Adam Bittner, Assistant Sports Editor for Multimedia at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, joined for his weekly Chip Tama Football podcast by Brian Batko, our Steelers insider. Uh, once again, I'm hosting the show because uh, getting guests around the holidays is spotty. We hope to be getting back to guests next week, assuming we're talking about a Steelers playoff game. But for today, um, it's just me and Brian talking Steelers quarterbacks, maybe some other things going on with the Ravens. Brian, how are you? Doing well, Adam. We've got, yeah, the short week crunch again. You know, Steelers playing on Saturday. That's what, three of the last four weeks now? They've been moved to, uh, or not moved, but scheduled or moved to play a Saturday game. And maybe four of the last five have been non-Sundays, if you count that Patriots Thursday nighter. So everything's compressed. If you're If you were down at the Steelers facility as a player or coach, or in my case, reporter, you'd be saying it's a Wednesday on a Tuesday. So that's what we're doing. That's why we're operating this way. But like you said, still plenty of meat on the bone here with what's going on with this team right now. Absolutely. There's a lot of talk about Kenny Pickett, um, his his role as, as a backup to Mason Rudolph uh, going into this week. And, and I want to talk a little bit about his future and where he goes from here after, you know, I think you and I spent a lot of time last week, Brian, talking about, well, the Steelers going to try to kind of protect Kenny Pickett's ego, kind of cloak his status in the injury. I think we're past that point with him now. I think they're making a clear choice and distinction that Mason Rudolph is the guy for the moment. So we're going to talk about the future with Kenny Pickett, all of that, and then get into who the Ravens may or may not be sitting now that they've clinched the number one seed. Before we do, though, Brian, I know you want to thank our uh, primary sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Yeah, I'm going to tell you about Pella. There's no better place. To get new windows and doors installed in your home, then Pella can help you save on energy costs year-round. Schedule your free in-home consultation with your local Pella windows and doors to find the right product for your home and budget. Give them a call at 866-593-1560 to discuss your project further. That's 866-593-1560 to get started planning on your new windows and doors installation with Pella Windows and Doors of Pittsburgh, Adam. Absolutely. Thank you to Pella. And Brian, uh, you know, I teased it at the top of the show. There, There's a report out there about Kenny Pickett. Uh, I believe it was Mark Madden of WXCX Radio in Pittsburgh who, you know, reported, said um, in his capacity as, as a radio host that Kenny Pickett refused to be the backup last week to Mason Rudolph. There's been some other reporting to say, you know, he wasn't cleared till Thursday and, and that's why he was inactive. Um First of all, what is your read of, of those you know conflicting reports about what Kenny Pickett's role was at Seattle and where things stand with him now? Yeah, I mean, I think the the waters get a little muddy in 
I was going to say 2023. It's 2024 now in terms of what's a tweet, what's a report, what's a hearing from somebody, what's a rumor. You know, I'd, I'd say this rises above the level of rumor. Whatever you think of Mark Madden, who, you know, I've, I go on his show occasionally. He's been around forever. If you like him, if you hate him, if you think he's full of it, regardless, that's over here. He has a large platform. That's over on this side. So the Steelers know that this is out there. It's getting aggregated and picked up by blogs. You know, th- those are some. Those sometimes get confusing. Those aren't in, independent, separate reports. There are other people out there now, other outlets saying that they also believe this to be the case. But you know, th- these are the murky, uh, <laughs> just the the murky times that we live in. And look, if if I knew for sure. If, if any of us at the PG knew for sure one way or the other, we would have a report on it. But these things are can be tricky to track down. The Steelers want to keep stuff on the inside because it's the inside. Um, there, there's a lot of things that you never really get full clarity on because they, they want to keep it that way. Not all of them rise to the level of, is the starting quarterback in first round pick disgruntled? I never found out why Daniel Archibong retired abruptly a couple seasons ago, but no one really cared about a practice squad defensive lineman. So my point is, you know, these things, they aren't always so cut and dried and clear to see and plain to report for everybody in the media. Um, But, you know, rest assured, it'll be interesting to see what Pickett says today when he talks after practice. At least he typically talks after practice on what would be a Wednesday. He did that last week, even when we knew he probably wasn't going to be starting. Mason Rudolph will probably talk to reporters after practice as well, maybe even at the same time. That's that's how it went down a week ago. Now things are a bit different. There's another layer added to it. And regardless of what you think of speculation from the outside, I think we can reasonably infer from what we've heard from people on the inside, be it Kenny himself last week or Mike Tomlin yesterday, that he doesn't love the arrangement here. He does. He's not just... Uh, reclining in his chair and saying good luck Mason I wish you the best I'll play when you guys want me to play like no that's just not you, you couldn't expect that really from anybody let alone somebody who's uh been, been kind of tabbed the franchise quarterback here not by himself not by Tomlin but um somebody who was picked in the first round rewrote the record books at Pitt across the hall and, and generally has the utmost confidence in himself that's nothing Kenny Pickett has ever run away from or shied away from so we can reasonably, uh, you know, uh, believe that he's a little, at least a little bit disappointed and unhappy with how things are going. So I'll be very fascinated to see how he responds to these questions today. If he talks today, Mike Tomlin sort of uh, lobbed the ball back into his court when he was asked about Kenny's reaction to it and said, I'm not going to get into it. You guys can ask him when he is available to the media. Brian, where, how did we get here with Kenny Pickett and where do we go from here? Um, you know, a lot of people have, have pointed out that this isn't a guy who hasn't had his chance, right? He, he's got, you know, not quite two full seasons in the NFL, but, you know, close to a couple dozen starts, uh, chances to prove himself. So he, he's had he's had far more of a chance than Mason Rudolph, you know, had had to, to kind of solidify himself in that number two role behind Ben Roethlisberger and then to take over, um, you know, as, as the Steelers starter. Um, 
what's your read on on that? And and you know, how much of a chance does he deserve to prove himself next year? And will he get that? And and where do you think his standing is going into this final regular season game? Yeah, I, I think it's great to take a step back sometimes and just you know look at all of this from thirty thousand feet. I mean, this Kenny Pickett story is taking on a, a it's blown up a little bit. I mean, it really kind of started with our Jerry Dulac tweeting on uh, Sunday before the game, like, look, Kenny Pickett is healthy to play and he will be inactive. And that some people didn't necessarily think that was true, but Mike Tomlin confirmed yesterday that yes, Pickett was cleared to be good to go in Seattle if he wanted to, or if he was able to, or if they wanted him to. Um, so, you know, that's, that's kind of where this all stemmed from. And, and now, I mean, I've had so many people, texting me and emailing me about this, not even necessarily people who are in the echo chamber of social media, but now they're seeing it on you know, various uh, headlines on whatever you use as your search engine and, and all of that. So it is becoming a thing. And with Kenny, I mean, you go back to really since he was drafted, you could, you know, if he is disgruntled here, um, I think you can say, look, if you're trying to defend that uh, demeanor from him or how he's feeling, they picked him. They kind of kept him in the dark a little bit on his reps and in, in OTAs and training camp. Obviously didn't begin his rookie year as the starter and then just got kind of tossed in there willy-nilly at halftime against the Jets when Mike Tomlin wasn't happy with Mitch Trubisky's performance. Maybe some of his teammates weren't happy with his performance. And from there, you know, the die was cast for the picket era. The, the very next week they go to Buffalo to play one of the league's best defenses at the time in arguably the toughest road environment in the NFL. After that, you get a Dolphins team that was playing well. You know, you go to Philly and get destroyed by an Eagles defense that that went to the Super Bowl ultimately. So, you know, I, I think he, he wasn't always somebody who <clears throat> had the best organizational plan behind him. And now you flash forward to this season. Yeah, that's all water under the bridge maybe. But if you remember, when he was starting last year as a rookie, he always kind of mentioned, it's been great to finally get reps with these guys. I didn't get a lot of reps in camp in preseason with the starters. So I think that's always kind of been there. Now you flash forward to this season. Hey, it was all sunshine and, and rainbows from you know March until early September. Uh, he was the guy in spring uh, practices. He was, um, you know, mini camp, training camp. He lit it up in preseason. Everybody was believing in Kenny Pickett for the most part. And then it was rocky from the very start in week one against the Niners. A couple other injuries, bumps and bruises along the way. You know, the Texans game, the knee. Um, you know, it was at the Jaguars game as well. He, he got knocked out of that one. So then you, you sustain another injury in that Cardinals game when I didn't think he was playing particularly well, but... Score was tied. He's at the one-yard line when he gets stopped and knocked out of the game. You, you, know, you could argue, hey, he was about to punch it in. They would have beaten the Cardinals. The rest is history. That's not how it happened. He gets the tightrope surgery to accelerate his ability to return. Maybe he's thinking, look, I'm busting my butt to recover here, rehab it, getting back as soon as possible because I'm your guy. And what happens? <laughs> Mason Rudolph just comes in here and steals the show. I mean, that's that's the business. I've been saying this a bunch on the show, both with you and Chris, like this is reality TV football. You just never know what you're going to get from week to week. It hasn't gone how anybody anticipated it 
from Rudolph to Pickett to Tomlin. You know, Mitch Trubisky's become a footnote in all of this. So, yeah, I mean, there are real human dynamics and relationships at stake here. And it's just, uh, it's been fascinating to watch. And now we've got another chapter to write in Baltimore. But in the meantime, everything that happens and is said and talked about throughout the week's kind of window dressing that could be nothing or it could mean a lot for the future of the Steelers and their quarterback position. Yeah, I want to ask about that human angle, Brian, because we yeah, we've seen we've seen George Pickens get frustrated, right? When when Kenny Pickett was helming this offense, we've seen Deontay Johnson be frustrated at times. Um, I believe Deontay tweeted one of those classic cryptic receiver tweets of like the real ones know one hundred or whatever. Um, yeah, Monday. Night. And you can take you can interpret that any number of ways. That's well, that's what receivers love to do uh, is is kind of stir the pot a little bit with the the social media and that type of stuff. What's your read of of how Kenny Pickett is regarded in that locker room, um, especially in in those offensive position rooms where um, you know we haven't seen those emotions bubbling over as Mason Rudolph has been getting people the ball, right? Like George Pickens seems happy, Deontay Johnson seems happy these last couple of weeks. All those issues that we spent so much time talking about have kind of fallen by the wayside as things have have gone well. Do you think those guys prefer Mason Rudolph, or or you know where where does Kenny Pickett stand with with his guys? I mean, that's hard to say. I think they, you know, to your point, they probably prefer anybody who's who's getting the ball in their hands and, and moving the offense. Like, I don't know that Deontay Johnson was super thrilled after the uh, the Bengals win at Acrisure Stadium because he didn't produce much. He had two catches for 15 yards on five targets. They, they go and they do a little bit more against Seattle, especially with him. And, you know, I think everybody's spirits are are lifted to an extent. And you know, as far as what he's tweeting, I don't know. I, I assume that's probably about him and, and not the quarterback situation. It was January 1st. Maybe he was just making some resolutions for himself. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of whatever. Relationships with Pickett and players, I just think it's kind of human nature that you're going to view a sixth-year vet differently than a second-year guy. You're going to view a first-round pick differently than – a third rounder, like right now, Mason's kind of like the guy at the company who worked at the front desk and everybody always got to be happy-go-lucky with him when they walked into the building, getting promoted to manager. And you're just kind of like, all right, like this is our friend, this is our buddy. Like he's been, you know, around the whole time, just being patient, working hard behind the scenes in the shadows. It's it's not necessarily like, you know, yeah, yeah, Pickett was installed as team captain by player vote. I think everybody understood that it was his team coming into this season but again it's just naturally it's it's going to be different from you know him even to Trubisky to Rudolph players will say it's always the same it doesn't matter who's at quarterback but I think it kind of has to matter but only as much as basically who's producing who's getting the job done and and who isn't so it's very you know it's you, you can't ignore in the context of this entire discussion that it's not like Kenny Pickett had lost six straight games and been picked off 12 times before his injury happened. You know, he played probably his best game against the season in Cincinnati. You know, everybody had a, a bounce in their step for the most part after that one. Um, and, you know, then he does go down and it's, you know, he hasn't really had a chance to to build on that other than, you know, a quarter or two against the Cardinals. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's just, um, there's a lot that's kind of, percolating here with the Steelers most important significant for them as Mike Tomlin said as they're winning they've won two in a row they've got a chance to sneak into the playoffs yet again but um yeah I mean it's 
it, it's certainly a, a curveball that none of us anticipated in, in 2023. And now the early stages of 2024, fans are rallying behind Mason Rudolph. I think players are doing the same, Adam. And, and how can you not? That's uh, if, if you have anything else, then you're, you're not really in the interest of winning right now. You can't have a locker room fractured over who's playing. You can't have doubts kind of about the plan, uh, especially when, again, the proof's in the pudding. Uh, you just beat a couple teams that, yes, their defenses are suspect, but they're not bad teams, Cincinnati and Seattle. I mean, the Bengals are eliminated now. Uh, Steelers won't finish last in the AFC North, so they've got that going for them. But, um, yeah, you, you, can't, uh, you can't really worry too much about the noise and the potential drama and distractions at this point. Maybe we'll be doing that a week from now if Jacksonville and Buffalo uh, don't, don't fall on their faces. But for right now, it's full speed ahead with Rudolph. And you can see Mike Tomlin's tone and tenor kind of changing by the week at this point. Brian, I want to talk a little bit about Baltimore before we sign off here. Um, who are you monitoring this week for, for their playing status? How many guys can the Ravens sit uh, against the Steelers? Obviously, they're the number one seed. They, they don't really have anything to play for in this game other than maybe knocking their rival out of the playoffs. Um, how many guys can they sit? Because there's only 53 guys on a roster. Not everyone can sit. Some some guys are going to have to play. Who are the names you're looking at uh, going yeah. into the, this midweek? Yeah, I mean, I think John Harbaugh even said, you know, you can really only sit eight, meaning only eight can be inactive. You, you can promote two from the practice squad and you can make Lamar Jackson inactive as the third QB, I suppose. Um, and then from there, obviously, you can do things depth chart wise in game where, OK, a guy's in uniform, he's active, but you don't intend on playing him so that you don't risk injury. You put the backups in there on the O-line, D-line, secondary, whatever. Clearly, Lamar is is the biggest one. Uh, he was pushing to play, at least initially, but I think it would be uh, pretty crazy of the Ravens to run him out there, even for a play, because, what, they're one of four or five teams who have kept a clean bill of health at, at the most important position all season. I think I'd probably just cut my losses there, bank my winnings with him, and say, look, we'll try to knock the rust off uh, in the meantime before our divisional round game, you know, other than him, I'd say the, the Ravens best players right now would be Kyle Hamilton, their second year safety. That's, that's somebody that I think they would want to keep fresh for the playoff run and somebody who can make game changing plays. If he is in there, um, you know, Justin Matabuke has been really good for their defensive line. He plays a grueling position that you probably want to give him some rest here and, and make sure he can, get his body right, and then maybe he comes out like gangbusters in that first playoff game. Center Tyler Linderbaum, um, you know, he's second-year guy too. So I think generally you see the, the older players, the vets, rested in these scenarios. But I know he's kind of playing a, a little coy, but I think by the end of this week, uh, John Harbaugh will make it pretty clear that we're going to get as many backups and not regular contributors in there as possible and keep all of our best guys out of harm's way and yet keep in mind they're 13 and three and they have the best record in the NFL not just because of the stars at the top but they've got great depth throughout their roster so they're going to have talented quality players in there who not only are they trying to state a case to their own coaches either for more playing time in the playoffs or next season if they're under contract but you've still got the rest of the league watching and if you're a Ravens backup edge rusher who goes out there and sacks Mason Rudolph three times, you might be making yourself a little bit of money at some point. 
Yeah, I'm going to be looking at receiver, Brian. I'm curious to see what they're going to do without Odell Beckham, given that he's you know dealt with injuries. He's at the late stage of his career. I'd be surprised if we saw a whole lot of him. Um, Zay Flowers is the one that I'm really looking at. He's their leading receiver. He's the guy that you you probably would want to sit in in normal circumstances, but he's also a rookie. So, you know, he's the guy that you probably would want to play. I think there's going to be a lot of situations where guys are active, right? Um, maybe Gus Edwards is active, but they don't give him as many carries. And and so you have, like, your normal running backs dressed. You just switch up the carries a little bit. Yeah, and you um, probably see a pretty vanilla game plan either way. I mean, if, if Zay Flowers is dressed out and maybe he's even lining up, probably going to run the ball a lot. Probably want to shorten this game, right, if you're John Harbaugh, just get, you know, as few plays as possible, milk the clock, get out of there. I don't necessarily buy into the whole, uh, they want to keep the Steelers out of the playoffs. Like, come on, look at this train rolling right now for Baltimore. They've destroyed the Niners and the Dolphins in back-to-back weeks. I know the Steelers have had their number uh, at times in in the last couple of years, but I don't think they're too worried about who's eking in as the seventh seed right now. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, I agree. So we'll we'll keep monitoring that situation throughout the week, Brian. I think you'll be back with Chris at some point on the North Shore Drive. I'm sure we'll have plenty more to talk about there. Um, so we're going to leave it here. Brian, uh, do you want to thank a couple sponsors before we sign off here and wrap up the show? Absolutely. You got to hear from Goldberg, Persky, and White. If you've been diagnosed with mesothelioma or lung cancer, call your local attorneys at Goldberg, Persky, and White. For more than 40 years, their firm has represented thousands of lung cancer and mesothelioma victims. Call 1-800-COMPLEX or visit gpwlaw.com for a free consultation from Goldberg, Persky, and White. And Propel, their 13 public charter schools in Allegheny County, build a solid academic foundation for lifelong learning and offer more personalized instruction at every level during your child's kindergarten through 12th grade education journey. Give your children the quality education they deserve right here in Allegheny County. Learn more and apply to Propel Schools by visiting propelschools.org. Absolutely, Brian. Thank you so much for uh, for quarterbacking those ad reads. I'm missing my laptop today, so we, we fought through a few technical difficulties, but uh, really wanted to talk to everyone and, and get, you know, get some sound out there on this Kenny Pickett topic. So thanks, Brian, for joining me, and uh, looking forward to being back maybe with uh, a guest next week. All right, yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks for jumping in, Adam, and we'll have plenty of wall-to-wall coverage of Steelers, um, you know, Again, Tuesday's a Wednesday, Wednesday's a Thursday, Thursday's a Friday for them. And then they'll be heading down to Baltimore on Friday to play the Ravens, 4.30 p.m. Saturday. First one out of the gates in the NFL in week 18. Then they'll be watching their fates uh, either way on TV for the rest of the weekend. So don't go anywhere. Keep it on postgazette.com. Thank you for checking out this content from Post Gazette Sports. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For all of the sports coverage that Post Gazette has to offer, visit post-gazette.com.